Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Ticket to Broadway, where Broadway meets Main Street. <laughs> Here's your host, my pal, David Alpert. <laughs> Hello, listeners. Thank you for joining for this fourth episode of E-Ticket to Broadway. This is David, your host, and in an effort to get to know each other a little better, let's share our favorite Disney characters. I'll go first. My favorite Disney character is Dopey. Okay, your turn on the count of three. I want you to shout your favorite Disney character, okay? Three, two, one. Wow, bold choice. I hope you are in public and just shouted Rafiki at a Starbucks. Be proud of that. If you haven't had a chance to visit our website, please check out www.eticketpodcast.com. From there, you can learn more about the partnership with Gilanis Fund and how to support both the fund and this podcast. And be sure to follow us on Instagram to see photos of our guests at the parks and connect with this incredible community. Your support means the world to me. If you're enjoying these episodes, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts and consider becoming a supporter on Patreon. A special shout out to Kale T for becoming our first e-ticket patron. Kale is going to get exclusive content and special access to programming. Consider it the Keys to the Kingdom tour, but for a podcast. Thank you, Kale. Now, this episode's guest, I just, I love her so much. I met this Olivier award-winning actress at the end of 2015, and it was like meeting my twin, my shorter, bustier, way more talented twin. She's a phenomenal performer, having been seen on Broadway in Matilda and Dames at Sea, and has so many incredible off-Broadway and regional credits, and has guest starred on some very fancy TV shows. She loves the Disney parks so much that this podcast should be renamed in her honor. Settle in grab a churro, and listen to the queen herself. It's Leslie Margarita. Leslie, I'm so excited to chat with you about our mutual love of the Disney parks. Are you ready? Yes! I'm so excited! I know, this is going to be crazy and out of control, and I hope all of our listeners are terrified and excited. Terrified. 
Great. So first things first, you are a Broadway star. You are an Olivier award-winning actress. You have been seen on so many award-winning television shows. My question for you is, do you think the Toontown spin around was the peak (laughs) of your career? (laughs) Toontown spin around was absolutely my peak and it, nothing has, has matched Toontown spin around (laughs) since. I mean, honestly. For those of you that are not familiar with Leslie's (laughs) epic portrayal of woman in green tutu, and bright purple blouse. And red hair. <laughs> and red hair, of course. It was when the cartoon spin, Roger Rabbit's cartoon spin, was <laughs> being unveiled mm-hmm. at Toontown. And you were part of, it was a performance for a parade, perhaps. We're not totally sure. We're not totally sure. I may have blocked it out, which is why I don't remember. Um, yeah, I was a, a teen working at Disneyland, and they had hired me to do this television special. And it was for the opening of of Roger Rabbit's Toontown Spin Around. <laughs> and it was super fun to shoot, but it, it um, yeah, it remains my crowning achievement in my career. Yeah, it's really delightful. Um, we'll, we're definitely going to, by the time this is live, we will have shared likely some mm-hmm. footage on the Instagram page. Mm-hmm. So please. Yeah. And I, I think in your next cabaret... We need We're to do like an acoustic have, version of yes, it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Toontown spin around. Yeah. We're going to spin like a top. <laughs> it's so good. And the overlap of that song with I Have a Little Dreidel. Is, it, it really works. <laughs> it works. I think at Hanukkah this year, I'm going to be singing Toontown <laughs> spin around. So, Leslie, you just mentioned you worked there as a teen. You're from California. Yes. Um, was Disneyland a big part of your childhood? Disneyland was a huge part of my childhood. I went, of course, I don't remember, but I was a baby and my family went. My three older sisters kind of split off with my mom and I, as a baby, was stuck with my dad and we got separated from them. And all I was told was that I was so calm and had the best time once my dad took me to the Country Bears Jamboree. For some reason, I loved the Country Bears Jamboree. And then um, once he, he, once we left the Country Bears Jamboree, I started throwing a fit and my dad bought me a giant Mickey Mouse and I calmed down. But my sisters were very angry at me after that because I got the giant Mickey Mouse. And it kind of set up the rest of my life, you know, (laughs) just... remember as a kid that moment when you were like I think I like Disneyland more than everyone else around me yes I was seven Uh, one of my sisters was going to UCLA and we went to visit her and and that was the first time I went uh, as you know a a fully formed child Um, and I remember I remember so much about that trip thinking I just, I felt like it's so weird. You say like you walk in and you feel changed, but I literally remember going, no, I, I love this. I think more than you're right, more than the person next to me. And from then on, I just had, I went through this phase of years of wearing just Mickey Mouse clothes and I had everything. I had a telephone. I had like so much Disney stuff. And not long after that is when all the kind of animation resurgence happened little mermaid and that of course then just like exploded my 
love because it was it was the two things that I loved. It was Disney and now musicals. Yeah, so that, that was that was kind of the turning point. But yeah, I was definitely seven. And then that was that was it. And I knew I knew around 10 that I wanted to perform there. And it was a singular goal. I, I end up having those in my career. Like I get really laser focused on something and <laughs> like a rabid dog just won't let it go. <laughs> and, and all through high school, that was like the goal. I was going to work at Disneyland. So I just didn't, I started auditioning for them when I was 15 in San Francisco. They would do like these nationwide searches for Florida and for California. And I basically based my college decisions off of where I would get hired if it was Florida or, or Disneyland. And Disneyland had told me if I came down to LA permanently that I would, I would have a job. So uh, yeah, I, was, I definitely went to UCLA because I knew I wanted to sing and dance at Disneyland. And you did. And, and there's did. footage of it. So you, and, and besides the, you know, the very dramaturgically rich Toontown spin around, we know that you performed as Friends of Belle. Yes. And Esmeralda. Yes. And That's... Jasmine, question mark. And Jasmine. Mm -hmm. This was a different time. This, this was, was a, a different totally time. totally different time. A totally different time. Right. Um, where if you had dark hair, then you played all of those dark-haired girls. Right. Um, there was one fateful time, and you know this story of me playing Ariel, but that did not go well. Um, yes. But, but yeah, I, you know, I, I worked there at kind of a heyday of a time when the Fantasyland Theater put on these massive shows, and it was before um, the Hyperion opened at California Adventure. So I did the Aladdin show that was Aladdin's Oasis. It was a dinner theater. It was an hour long show. Um, so, it, but there was so much entertainment at the park. The Hunchback show was this outdoor arena that was built for it, which was awesome. And then the Fantasyland theater was like a fully, it was what, it was what the Hyperion kind of became. Um, it was this beautiful theater that, that there was just so, so much entertainment. I would do shows in front of the castle, for the anniversary, I would do uh, Tomorrowland Terrace, which you felt like a rock star coming out from the floor. And then I also was lucky enough, they sent, they sent me to London, they sent me to Spain um, to do special events and special um, kind of be an ambassador for them. And I I just, I loved it. I, I worked there for years and it was just the best time of my life. I, I The very, very first gig I did was when I was still in high school it was the Rose Parade um, here in LA. And and it, because it was on my break, my parents drove me down and I rehearsed. And I was just, I remember just crying because I was so happy to be working for them. That's it's so amazing. Cool. Yeah. I, I love it. And you can tell those cast members that truly love Disney. It makes all the difference. It makes a huge difference. And so many of us, Broadway people came from that. I mean, I when I was at Disney, it was me, Stephanie Block, Eden Espinoza, Sarah Uriarty, like just people that that went on to be have these amazing careers. And you know, I really think it, it working for Disney really instilled like these great work ethics. 
for, yeah. for, for us. And I think that they continue to this day, hopefully. <laughs> also done the El Capitan shows in Hollywood so um it would be crazy I'd be doing one show at Disneyland and then on, on maybe like two or three days a week I would do the El Capitan shows which were basically 10 shows a day 20 minute shows before each showing of a of a movie and those were a blast and that was I was I was Jasmine flying on a carpet you know uh, 200 feet above the the movie audience so it they put on these huge shows before you even saw one of their movies. It was really cool. Um, and I, I don't think they, they still do that, which is a bummer. The entertainment in general at the parks has, has, has um, dwindled a little. I do think that's tied to kind of our lack of attention span. Totally. That we, because of social media and being online, we it's hard to get you to sit down. I mean, like, what's funny, though, is Fantasmic went from being 23 minutes to, like, 25 minutes with the update. I mean. And that feels long now. It does feel long. I know. I mean, I love it. You love it. But it does feel, like, a little bloated. You're like, I, I liked the, the first version. I didn't need yeah, all the, yeah. the, the new stuff. Um, but even that, Fantasmic is, like, there's so much to look at. Where I feel like yeah. a stage show maybe isn't as entertaining to to anyone anymore. They don't want to take twenty minutes out of their day to, right? You know. Whereas I remember as a kid seeing that Hunchback show. <gasps> yeah. I clearly remember it. It was amazing. You know, I looked right at you and I was like, Leslie, <laughs> do do you remember me? I'm gonna meet you in like twenty years. <laughs> and I was a snotty kid, like. <laughs> <laughs> do you ever wish that you could have been, um, you know, to keep the Disney magic alive, friends with some of the princesses that roam the park rather than just being in the shows? It was so funny. It was such a different world. Like we were so kind of elitist, like, well, we're the singing, we're the singing princesses <laughs> and you guys are just the walkarounds. Um, <laughs> no, I did not because I actually am not a massive kid fan. Okay. I, I'll, I'm fine with them. I'm fine. But I'm one of those people at Disney who's like, why are there kids here? Right. Get out of my way. Um, Which is why you were cast as Mrs. Wormwood. Correct. Uh, so I loved that I could be a Disney princess and not have to interact directly with the kids because I'm not good with kids. I'm okay, but not in a sing-songy princessy way. So it was good that I was kept on a stage far away. <laughs> far away from the children. <laughs> from the children. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is a great interview. <laughs> now that you know, now that you're an adult, do you have any traditions when you go to the parks? Um, not so much traditions. I mean, there are things that I have to hit. Um, and you know, I was always Disneyland, Disneyland. I love your mug, Mickey mug. Um, I'm drinking from a Mickey Mouse mug as we record this. I'm always <laughs> on brand. Though. Always on brand. Um, the first time I went to Disney World was about five years ago. And I had never, I hadn't been until then. So I was pretty much a Disneyland purist. Um, and the Magic Kingdom at Disney World still feels weird. It's not correct. <laughs> it's I mean, not. this is, you and I, for only having known each other for a few years, our... Um, 
points of view are very overlapped. Um, listen, I think Disney World is wonderful for those people that grew up going there because yeah. it, it's that's that's what they know. But for me, it is land to, that yeah. has my heart. Yeah. I mean, I love the other lands at Disney sure. World, but the Magic yeah. Kingdom is strange. You're like, no, that's not where that's supposed to be. And why is that there? It's it's bizarre. So, um, no, I don't have any traditions per se, just things that I definitely want, have to hit, you know. Like rides and specific. Yeah. But I don't have a specific tradition. Um, sure. Do you have any weird, like... Like for me, I'll go first. I always use the same bathroom and same urinal when I get into Disneyland. Where? Like right when you get in there? Like Yeah, right... should I share? Well, just... <laughs> I'm not going to tell you the urinal, but it's the bathrooms right by City Hall. Oh, uh-huh. Yeah. It just kind of happens. You know, it's like the kind of the one bathroom. Yeah. I mean, there's a couple on Main Street, but that one, it just always has my heart. Well, well... <laughs> And I don't think I realized it was a tradition. I don't want to say it's a tradition. It's it's like, if I don't do it, I'm not going to cry. It just kind of kept happening. I was like, oh, this is this is a thing. Yeah. I mean, I guess the only tradition I have is entering. I always look at Walt's light. Sure. Like, yeah. And that was, that's kind of the only thing that I definitely do every time I, I enter. But yeah, I don't have any. Wow. No bathroom traditions. Well, you know, Walt's light and my urinal are very close. <laughs> very so next close. time <laughs> next time you go and you look at that light, mm -hmm. just look a little down to your I'll left. Think of you. And think of me. And for those of you listening, please don't. <laughs> this is just for Leslie Margarita. <laughs> okay, so Leslie, this is a conspiracy that I read on the Broadway World chat boards. Um oh, and my I just want to see if it's real. Okay. So you love Disney. Uh-huh. You love Star Wars. Uh-huh. You love the Muppets. Uh-huh. Is it true that you were the driving force behind the decisions for Disney to buy these properties? <sighs> yes. Yes, it See, was. there it is. Great. It, okay. I well. mean, the, you know how real those, those chat boards are. are absolutely... <laughs> 100% correct every time. So, yes. I just think if you like you, you know, for, for many of us that want Disney to remain purely Walt's vision, there is a struggle of, that they continue to buy other properties. Sure. Do you love it? Um, I will tell you, I, I did not love it at first. I did not love either property, either Star Wars or the Muppets going to Disney at first. Um, I really thought they would be diluted because they're very different, and they're they're um, there is a Disneyfication of of both things that happened, but it wasn't bad. I thought at first it was going to be um, not great. Now I love that all of those things that I love so much are in one place. Sure, um, but yeah, I definitely worried, uh, especially no with both because the Muppets to me were very much like Looney Tunes as a kid. There were things that would go over your head as a kid that you wouldn't get. And I was afraid that Disney would would tone down those aspects of the Muppets that I love so much. And and same with Star Wars. You know, I, I'm a purist in that I love that original trilogy. I'm not a huge fan of the newer Star Wars. And, and that's kind of all what Disney is now is because those were theirs. So when you walk in the park, it's not, Darth Vader, it's Kylo Ren. So, you know, it's things like that that I'm still like, well, it's not. But um, 
but I have grown to love the fact that I can go to Florida and go to Hollywood Studios and all of the things that I love are there. So I do enjoy that. And obviously Disney Plus, I've got it all on there. But Yeah, uh, no yeah, kidding. I mean, but yeah, I was, I was definitely worried um, that they would get diluted. But I think they've done a really, actually pretty great job of, of keeping them under this umbrella, but still having their own voices. Well, well said. Thank you. If you had to get a job at the parks Mm -hmm. that wasn't in entertainment in any way, what job would you want? Not in entertainment in any way. Correct. Um, I think I would want to... Uh, Jungle Cruise direct, but I guess that's kind of entertainment, I mean, right? I mean, so uh, that is a recurring theme on this podcast. Every performer, I think, wants to be a Jungle Cruise skipper, Jungle Cruise skipper, or you know, uh, Tower of Terror, like right at the end when the ones that give the speech, somebody like it's still performative, though, attractions. but attractions. Um, or I would want to be, um, Someone like an usher that got to watch something like Fantasmic every night or got to, you know, got to be a part of. Um, Listen, I did that. I did guest control for Fantasmic one night. Uh, it was crazy. Did you love it? I did. I loved wearing my yellow jacket with my mm-hmm. little um, yellow lightsaber. That was exciting. Mm-hmm. But I was positioned like on the corner in Frontierland by one of the gift shops. Yeah. Um, but there was something really cool about working the fireworks and Fantasmic that you got to hear the soundtrack, mm-hmm. whether or not you could watch. That just was like, what a cool working environment. Yeah. I I mean, I have this memory of Disneyland where um, before a lot of the California Adventure stuff was built, you had to exit to the cast parking lot. Uh, you had to cross Main Street. And depending on when my show, Aladdin's Oasis, if depending on how quickly I got out of makeup and, and costume, if I didn't time it right, I would get stuck during the electric light parade. Oh. And there were, I remember being, and I say stuck, you know, but there were so many nights where I would, you know, at first be like, oh, I want to get to my car. But then I'd just sit there and you get to hear that music, like you're saying, and it just was those are some of the best memories I have where I was like, this is this is being stuck. I wish my life was like this now. You know, I wish I was stuck having to watch the electric light parade. So there's things like that where even just working in the parks, no matter what you do, is so magical. It is. I loved being on an attraction, but I think I would also love to work at the turnstiles, kind of as people at were the entering entry? the park. Yeah. I think it'd be fun. And and it's just, you know, you get to sit down in the shade and yes. just Watch the excitement as people file in. Yeah. And then you get to hear like the train oh. behind you. Oh, the train, the train would be fun too. Oh, sure. Yeah. The train oh. always confused me as a kid. Did it? I know. I never wanted to go on it. It was part of my family's traditions, but the medieval world always concerned me. Oh. Mm. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. it was also like really dark in the tunnels. Very dark. Kind of creepy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Phooey. We'll be right back. Oh, what's the big idea with these commercials? Oh, with this one.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anytime anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's time for Fast Pass Answers. Leslie, it's time for everyone's favorite. It's Fast Pass Answers. I'm going to have 30 seconds on the clock after I ask the first question. Yay! On a scale of 1 to 10, how excited are you? 10. And on a scale of 1 to 10, how nervous are you? 10. Perfect. That's where we want. (laughs) It's like when you're getting ready to go on Tower of Terror. Yes. I'm so excited and I'm going to throw up. And I'm so scared. Okay. Leslie Margarita, 30 seconds after I asked the first question, what is your favorite ride? Indiana Jones. Name one of the seven dwarfs. Dopey. True or false, you have an Olivier Award. True. What is your favorite snack in the parks? Churro. Name a song from Matilda. Loud. What is your favorite Disney movie? Tangled. Name any Disney canine. Goofy. Favorite Star Wars character? <gasps> Princess Leia. Name a ride in Fantasyland. Uh, Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. Time. I gave you four more seconds because that was really thrilling. <laughs> I really appreciated the different voices each answer oh had. <laughs> <laughs> like you were thrilled to say Goofy. I know, and I don't like Goofy. Oh, hot take. I know, I know, hot take. I'm not a What do you have against fan. Goofy? I don't know. Okay. I, I don't like Goofy. <laughs> it like I and and I see him in the park and I turn away. Anytime I had to do a show with him, I was like, oh. <laughs> but I remember rehearsing with a guy. What I love about rehearsing with those people is even when they're out of costume, they still have the, the like the <laughs> I'm doing a move. And I remember just crying laughing at the guy who did Goofy because he was doing the arms and everything in just his street clothes. And that made me laugh. I always giggle at, you know, like trying to do Donald Duck's voice. It's like (laughs) as people try and do it, it's so hard. But I think more difficult is Goofy's voice as he falls off the cliff. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? It's very distinct. And every time I've tried to do it, and I will not try and do it on this podcast, I just fail miserably. Sound cue. Sound cue. I can't. I don't own the rights. It also sounded like you had a hint of a smile when you said dopey. Do you know? I think you know something very special about me. That dopey, dopey is my favorite character. Um, side note. Once, many times we've worked together, but there was one time where you were doing Uh-oh. some st- some blocking, pre-blocking, pre-viz, sure. is, if you will. And you were using Disney 
Oh, this is a true story. Characters to block. I was using the Funko Pops. The Funko Pops. But who who was I assigned to? Who was my Funko Pop? Well, I had the dwarves, I had some princesses and Mickey Mouse, but (laughs) I had to use, because of the color of her hair, (laughs) Leslie was the evil hag. Evil hag. From Snow White. (laughs) Evil hag. In our first show together, which was a musical based on the stories of Edgar Allan Poe, Mm -hmm. I continued to use the Haunted Mansion as inspiration. And it looked amazing, too. (laughs) So amazing. I kept calling it, this is the Haunted Mansion Q, the musical. (laughs) Evil egg. Put on your thinking ears. It's trivia time. Oh, boy. It's time for trivia. Okay. Leslie, you wonderfully had the Star Wars Stormtroopers uh, appear at your wedding. Correct. Before Galaxy's Edge opened, Stormtroopers could be found in Tomorrowland, specifically around the Star Wars launch bay. Before the Force took over that area of Tomorrowland, the building was home to Innoventions, America Sings, and what Disneyland experience that ran from 1967 to 1973? Interventions, was that the, wait, Interventions, what was the other one you said? America Sings. America Sings. And before that. Oh, gosh. Here's the thing. You know this, and it's not exactly in my mind where I pictured it being, but I was like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Would you like a hint? Yes. The Sherman Brothers wrote an amazing song for it. That feature the lyrics, there's a great, big, beautiful tomorrow. It exists. It still runs at Walt Disney World. Oh, the people mover? Oh, no. No. Oh. It's the carousel of progress. Oh, my gosh. I didn't know that. You're right. I know. It's. I know. I knew you knew You're that. right. You're right. And shockingly, only ran for about six years. Really? Yeah, and not even opening summer. I just learned so much. Huh. You're right, I didn't know that. Carousel of progress. Progress. Leslie, it is time for the game tailored specifically for you. And it is called Yas Queen. (laughs) As known to your fans as Queen Leslie... You Uh encourage everyone to rule their own kingdoms or queendoms (laughs) or whatever area feels authentically best for the individual. So I'm going to share a statement about a Disney queen. Mm -hmm. If it's correct, I need you to shout, Yas, queen. Mm -hmm. And if it's incorrect, please whisper to the microphone, no queen. Okay. Okay. So again, if it's right, what do you do? Yas, queen. (laughs) And if it's wrong? No queen. Perfect. Well done. Are you ready? Here we go. I'm nervous. I didn't even give you an option to say if you were ready. <laughs> okay. Number one for Yas Queen. Yeah. Perched high above Fantasyland in Disneyland, the evil queen frequently opens the drapes and looks down upon the unsuspecting victims about to go on the Snow White ride. Yas Queen. That is right. <laughs> she does. She it's does. It's terrifying. She does. Yeah. As a kid, I always was confused by it like i knew it wasn't real but i also didn't want to admit that it wasn't real for fear that she would kill me because she might she might she She still might she still might might. 
Yeah. Great. I want people to sleep tonight. <laughs> Number two, the Queen of Hearts, who famously plays croquet and has an army of playing cards at her disposal, has a favorite way of disciplining those who disobey her. She threatens to drown them. No, Queen. <laughs> that is correct. That is correct. She 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 threatens to behead them. She does. And yell, mm-hmm. off with their heads. Off with their heads. <laughs> this is the best game that has this ever been best. played. This is the best Disney Queen. Yes. It's just the very innocent, quiet to the no microphone. Queen. No, no Queen. queen. Number three, despite shutting her out as a child, Queen Elsa in Frozen proves her devotion to her sister in many ways, including making her younger sister Anna the new queen of Arendelle a few years after taking the throne. Yes, queen. Yes, queen. Spoiler alert if you haven't seen Frozen 2. Frozen 2, Electric Boogaloo, if you have not seen that. Yes. Frozen 2, back in the habit. Back in the habit. (laughs) Number four, Verna Felton gave voice to the Queen of Hearts and also gave voice to another Disney character, Flora in Sleeping Beauty. Uh, uh, I, you know what? I, I don't know. I don't know, Queen. <laughs> that actually works on many levels to say I don't, I don't know, know, Queen. I don't know, Queen. I, I, I'll say yes, Queen. And you would be right. Yeah, Verna Felton also gave voice to characters in Dumbo, Lady and the Tramp, and the fairy godmother in Cinderella. What? Queen has range. Queen has range. She was the voice of Queen of Hearts. Queen of Hearts, Flora. The fairy godmother. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. (gasps) Wow. You know what, though? Now that you think about it, it kind of does have a a similar, like, her tone. Yeah. Well, it's like um, Alice in Wonderland and Wendy. You're like, same. You sound Crazy. very familiar. Wow. Yeah, great. Number good five. Gas. Good gas, Queen. Yeah, good, good gas, Queen. Gas, Queen. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Number five. Sarabi, the queen of Pride Rock, is a true leader and justice warrior. When Scar tells her the lions aren't doing their job, she agrees with him and tells him he's a great leader. No, Queen. No queen. No. no. She tells them they need to leave Pride Rock. That's right. She's fierce. She is fierce. Boo. Number six, and this one uh, might hit close to home. I apologize. <laughs> when the evil queen transforms into the old hag in Snow White, she goes to see Snow White in the dwarf's cottage and finds her making, ironically, an apple pie. She's thinking. You can't see that she's thinking. Oh, my gosh. I want to say yes, queen. And you would be no queen. (laughs) What is she (laughs) making? She's actually making whatever the hell a gooseberry pie is. She's making a gooseberry pie. All I I saw a pie. And so I just... Wow. Oh, wow. You know what, though? That would have been funny if it was... It would have been. Super ironic. Yeah. Wow. And also wow. on the pie, she like she makes it for grumpy. Oh. Mm. I mean, she knew what she was doing. She was going to turn them against each other. Completely. And tear that family apart. <laughs> mm. <laughs> well, that was good. I only got one wrong. 
Correct. <laughs> we got four to go. <laughs> the first Disney princess who has a mother that is actually alive is Aurora in Sleeping Beauty. The name of her mother, the queen, is Leah. Uh, I'm not sure that's her name. I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no, queen. According to the internet, Yas Queen. Oh, Leah. Yeah. I know. That's exactly why I included it. I was, I was actually trying to think of like the new Maleficent movies and trying to think. I didn't know her name was Leah. Wow. Yeah. And that's why she probably gave her daughter such a cool name. Yeah. Okay, no offense to all my friends named Leah. It's a no beautiful offense, name. But it just seems very like. Eh. Pedestrian almost. Yeah. yeah. Leah. Leah. Wow. wow. If I'm your really, name is really... Leah and you're listening to this, I think you're great. We think you're great. I'm just tanking now. Yes, queen. Ugh. No, you're going to pull it back up. I know it. Okay. Because here comes number eight. Voiced by the incomparable Phyllis Diller, the queen is a royal aunt in A Bug's Life. A Bug's Land has been replaced by the Avengers Campus at Disney oh. California Adventure. Uh, no, queen. Yes, Queen. No. The Avengers camp is in a totally different place than Bugs Life. No, it isn't. It, it I swear. Thank you for oh, listening to E Ticket to Broadway. <laughs> That's all the time. Oh, you have. wait a minute. You know what? Maybe I'm thinking of Disney World. Probably. <gasps> and listen, it hasn't opened yet, so maybe it's gonna change, but by everything that I've seen and knowing that Bugs Land has closed. It is taking oh, over. Oh, maybe. I may think in Disney World, it's in a totally, it's turned, yeah. Let's talk about Phyllis Diller. Let's talk about She's Phyllis great. Diller. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, that's a bummer that they closed for that. Well, I mean, like, you think, like, Guardians of the Galaxy, you know, Mission Breakout oh, was right I guess there. And it's right there. Yeah, that, that kinda, makes yeah. sense. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about that. We, I mean, again, I, I was such a... a I love, look, I really do like the Guardians of the Galaxy kind of redo, but I loved the original Tower of Terror. I do too. So yeah. much that I'm not sure. I don't know. I mean, I did enjoy Guardians more than I thought I would, but I love those movies as well. Um, but sure. I, I think they should have kept it. Like Disney World kept it. I do too. It. Number nine. In Hercules, we meet Hera, who is considered the queen of the gods and was voiced by Samantha Egger. Miss Edgar also starred alongside Rex Harrison in the My Fair Lady movie. No, Queen. No, Queen. She no. actually was in Dr. Doolittle. Wow. Yeah, who knew? All right, who knew? Wow. And our final one, mm -hmm. number 10. Thank you so much for playing Yas Queen. You're doing wonderfully. <laughs> Though never portraying an actual queen, I feel strongly that Eleanor Audrey is a Disney queen for voicing such incredible characters as Maleficent, Lady Tremaine, and Madame Leota. Yes, Queen. Yes. Yes. A thousand percent. I mean, that voice. Oh. Yeah. Yes. Now let's hear from some of you, huh? Leslie, we put it out there on social media, and the fans have come running with questions for you. <laughs> Here we go. Leslie, Lauren wants to know, 
of all the rides at the Disney parks that have a long line, which one is actually mm-hmm. worth the wait? In all the Disney parks? Sure. Um, uh, Pandora, the the Avatar ride is probably a three-hour wait. It's completely worth it. Cool. I haven't been on it. It is unbelievable. I've heard. I can't wait. It is truly, and, and there are many things that I'll wait for, rides, but this one... My hubs and I, that's one that we're definitely like, no matter what it is, we'll wait. It's worth it. Got it. Mm-hmm. Remy underscore Marie asks, what is your favorite ride photo pass? <laughs> uh, oh, gosh, there's so many. And I am one of those people that knows where they all are. 100%. Um, 100%. I... Oh gosh, my favorite though. I think Space Mountain. It's yes. a really good one. And it's it right good. at the end there. Totally. Yeah, it's a really good one. A really That's good one. That's the only one I can actually pose for. Splash Mountain, forget it. Some I'm of just them, holding on. Splash Mountain, yeah, forget it. I think a lot of them are are difficult, but I think the the I think the best picture would is I'm I'm looking at my husband. I think Splash Mountain, I mean uh, uh Space Mountain. Yeah. I'm getting better at the one on Radiator Racers. Oh, that one's a good one. I love that ride. Ugh, That's another so one that, you, that, I mean, we always go single rider. 100%. On, yes, you do. On that because it's just not worth, you don't have to be next to somebody. Correct. And, yeah, love it. And if you can single rider it and and uh, do it correctly, you can be in like, the, you could race the other people. Yeah, in your you party. can race each other. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's such a great ride. Steven asks, what inspires you to break out into song and dance when you're at the parks? Oh my gosh, what doesn't? What doesn't? The second, I mean, even in the parking lot, once I'm on that tram and you hear the music, it just immediately. And I I know I, I know I definitely bug my husband and everyone else with me because you just want to sing along. Like it's, I don't know. For me, I'm just so happy. Yeah. And you know all these songs. So you want you want to join in? It, it literally is everything. But I I, I think Main Street. I was uh, just going to say Main Street. It, it, and again, this is why this podcast is so specific. There are so many show tunes they play on Main Street that you can mm-hmm. sing, put on your Sunday clothes. Yep. It's great. Yeah. I think Main Street is probably the one. Mark wants to know, how excited are you to ride Rise of the Resistance? Oh, my gosh. I can't even. So, full disclosure, I have not been to Galaxy's Edge yet. And I know that this is shocking to most people. And I I, I believe, David, I've told you this before. M- my husband went and tried to keep it a secret from me that he went by himself <laughs> while I was <laughs> screaming, it's a lie. I was in New York and he literally was like, it was an, an accident. I well, just ended up out? credit card. Yep, there it is. <laughs> and he was like, it's just an accident. So I, we had plans to go um, a couple of times and, and things came, jobs came up, blah, blah, blah. Um, so I have not been yet. I, We'll go to Galaxy's Edge at Disneyland first. Okay. Um, 
I, the great thing is that he has not ridden ride, uh, Rise of the Resistance. So I'm really looking forward to, to that ride. And I, a lot of times we'll go on YouTube and watch, um, like Shanghai Disney and, and you know, like the other versions of rides. And some of those are incredible. Like the pirates ride in, in Shanghai. Uh, I think it's, a, yeah. Oh, unreal. Also Peter Pan in Shanghai. Watch that. that oh my is God. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I have avoided all rise of the resistance media, everything, because I don't want to know about it. Um, smugglers run. Like I saw some stuff, but I don't, that one, I'm not as excited about, but um, I'm real. I can't wait. I can't wait. I, so, I'm in the yes, same boat. I Mark, I can't wait. I haven't looked at anything. I haven't been on it. Um, it's also cruel that they named it something so close to Ride, because I every know. time I said I would say Ride of the Rise of the Resistance. Yeah. Come on, yeah. Disney. Um, Come on. It's like when I worked on Autopia, and everyone said, um, "How is this the Autotopia?" And I was like, "Autotopia." I understand. Yeah, I understand. Listen, I I still love the Autopia. I still do. You are in a very small group of people. <laughs> when I was placed on that ride, it was bizarre. And I, oh, had I a, wouldn't want to work. Uh, well, I did. To work and that it ride? Oh. was delightful. I lost a lot of weight and because you're walking around in the heat. But it was, yeah. it's one of the only gas-controlled vehicles, and it's something really delightful. And I got to side-pedal it so often, like when you see the cast members ride. That yeah. was cool. Oh, that's fun. Shelly wants to know, what is your favorite character experience as a guest? Hmm. For me, I am a massive Roger Rabbit fan. Okay. Um, huge Roger Rabbit fan. So whenever I see Roger Rabbit, and it's not as often these days, because he's, you know, a little like a little more classic now. Me seeing Roger Rabbit, I freak out and I become a child. Um, I also love Chewbacca when you get to like be with Chewbacca. Um, I, I love when, uh, so here's another, my husband's going to just be so angry at me. He, my husband's an archer. And when we were at Disney world, um, uh, <laughs> why am I blanking on her name? Merida. Merida was there. And I was like, do you want to wait in line and meet Merida? Mm. <laughs> So we did. Because he loves redheads. <laughs> yeah, it had nothing to do with the archery at no, all. It's just because no. <laughs> loves redheads. He did the same thing to me in New York. <laughs> um, though I must tell you, there is a photo of you taking a selfie with Darth Vader. That is incredible. <laughs> yes. I, and they almost didn't let me do it because I said, "Can can we?" Because I wasn't allowed to actually take the selfie. You have to. They have to take the oh. picture. But I was like, can you pretend you're taking a... Yeah, I love that picture. <laughs> I took a selfie with Mickey once. It was fun. I'm Aww. also the one that kind of directs my Mickey to um, pose. As, as you should. Yeah, you know, I can As you should. You can take the boy out of the theater, but you can't take <laughs> the theater out of the boy. Final question. Ray Shend writes, Hi, Queen. If you could play anyone in Star Wars, who would you play? Oh, gosh. Um, I I think I would want I'd want to be a new character. I would want to be definitely. I I would want to be a Jedi, and I I go back and forth because I think playing the baddie is so fun. But I think I'd want to be I'd want to be a Jedi for sure. It's time. 
time for some tough choices. Let's play Tweedledee or Tweedledum. It's time for Tweedledee or Tweedledum. I'm going to give you two options. You just let me know which one you prefer. And again, if you cannot choose, I don't mean to put you in any sort of emotional turmoil. <laughs> it's going to be okay. okay. Tweedledee okay. or Tweedledum, Expedition Everest or the Matterhorn? Ooh, I'm going with Expedition Everest. Okay. Although the the Matterhorn redo is fantastic. I mean, if you enjoy like, screaming, well, that, that it's frightening. Oh, it's terrifying, and the one in the wall is t- it's terrifying. But yeah. I'm uh, Expedition Everest is a phenomenal ride, it so is, I'm going yeah. with that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Also, your back doesn't kill you on Expedition Everest. Correct. <laughs> Tweedledee or Tweedledum, (laughs) a dream is a wish your heart makes or when you wish upon a star? Oh, how can you choose when you wish upon a star? When you wish upon a star. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's also the song Mm -hmm. that you hear when you walk under the castle. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Tweedledee or Tweedledum, Ariel or Belle? Belle. I agree with you. I mean, listen, Ariel's Mm -hmm. great, but again... Girl, don't Why change. Why keep up your voice for some, right? For some yeah, guy. Don't no. about you for a man you've never met. No. It's funny that in the Disney catalog, both Ariel and Anna kind of go for men they don't really know. And I fear that it's something against redheads. It. Oh my gosh. It totally could be. Okay. It could be. But Belle is selfless. She's smart. Mm-hmm. She stands up for yep. what's right. She's not yep. afraid of a talking candlestick. Come no, on. not at all. Okay, final Tweedledee. <laughs> <laughs> I love that we're talking about them like they're real people. They are. I mean, Belle, just, I mean, oh, you're yeah, correct. Like, they are. On, okay, sorry. <clears throat> Let me compose myself for this very important final question. <laughs> Tweedledee or Tweedledum, it's a small world or the storybook land canal boats? Ugh, small world. Do you not like the canal boats? I do like them. I just, it, it, again, it's just too many children on it. You prefer the ride with like hundreds of little children? Well, I can't hear the actual children, but the fake children. I also enjoy sometimes about Small World, like so when they break, I enjoy like kind of the the, the blinking weird, eyes. Weird, like and... the blinking eyes yeah. and there's something. But yeah, I, uh, yeah, I, and I love the holiday overlay that they do for small world i think is adorable so i yeah i like it that. is i wish there were just maybe some menorahs and dreidels that's all are there not i haven't seen any <gasps> that's a huge oversight yeah where's my toontown spin around when you need it <laughs> Leslie, what is the first thing you're going to do the next time you go to the parks? Galaxy's Edge. Yeah, right run, right there. Run, run to Galaxy's Edge. That's the first Would thing. Would you I'll push do. over children along the way? Yes. Great. <laughs> <laughs> I support that. I have not yet been on Rise of the Resistance, and I think we should do it together. And I just want to be there to watch you sob. Please. Please. <laughs> just to yeah. film it. I had um uh Kayla. FaceTimed me right after, and she was sobbing. Yeah. 
was so bummed. It's going to happen. Yeah, I can't wait. Leslie, thank you so much for joining on this podcast. It has been a blast chatting with you about your love of Disney and Star Wars. This has been perfect. I could talk about this forever. Me too. Really. So, Leslie, thank you so much, and we'll see you at the parks. Thank you. Yay. Goofy. Okay. Goofy. Yeah, I really just don't enjoy. I'm not a massive Pluto fan either, but Goofy, I just, <laughs> like, not at all. Just like Disney dogs. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.